the truth presented itself to you. Darkness resides within, beckoning you. This is a truth we cannot hide from. And so we must embrace it. between light and dark is so very thin. Let's cross it together. Good morning and welcome to this very special episode of the Destiny Down Under podcast. I, as every episode, I'm Log Power Slave. I'm joined by esteemed lore hobbit, Mylan Games, Anna Manor, the guide to the uh, the new player experience, the Australian Destiny community's very best Tamsin Wood, and, I mean, that's sad, it's a sad moment because fam couldn't make it because the, we didn't realise that the dungeon was going to launch at the exact moment that we had this planned. So he's gone and done that as, you know, as the PvP god of There of was the no way we would get him here. No, nah, it was yeah. the second that that was, we just all gave up. And we went. But we've super subbed him out. We've got Catherine Walker from none other than a company that you've probably heard of, Bungie. She's going to come in and talk a bit of Destiny with us and uh and kick this stream off right so welcome everyone good morning it's it's pretty exciting times to be a guardian or maker of guardian related content you mean a guardian of darkness yeah there was no stasis for me unfortunately i was i was awake uh from the moment i started watching this, the trailer but uh so we'll, we'll jump straight into Catherine because Catherine's um, gonna gonna hang with us for about 15, 20 minutes. But um, if you could sum up in your own words what you do at Bungie and um, how we can appreciate you for it, that would be wonderful. Sure. Uh, so I'm a producer at Bungie. Producers are basically people who facilitate all of the amazing people who work on the features that we make all the time. So. Uh, I'm responsible for like calendars, for like staffing, for getting people to align on what we want to do and how we're going to do it. Um, and I work with the raids and dungeons and player journey teams at Bungie. Ooh, dungeons. So what, what we need to know is who in the team was against dark powers and why did it take so long? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Unless you want to throw someone under the bus, go for it. <laughs> I would never. I would never. We are all very excited about stasis. I can't even tell you. How how long have you how long has this been on your radar, the the wielding of the darkness and like finally being able to talk about it? I think we've been thinking about uh the the line between light and dark for a really long time and defining what that means. Uh I don't I don't even know how long ago that started. I started at Bungie in uh, 
2015 working on the Taken King and we were just like dealing with what is what is Takenness and stuff, right? And thinking about that power. And I worked on the narrative team at that time. So we were definitely talking about all kinds of stuff. Um, awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Because I, I looked through my videos, my first Dark Guardians clickbait title was in 2017. <laughs> oh my god. 2017. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit over three years. So the community has been thinking about it forever. And to be honest, I didn't think it was going to happen. And it mm -hmm. blew my mind to, to see you guys go in that direction. I think it's so cool. I think a lot of people are excited to see it. It was a pretty special yeah. moment, I think. Uh, that, that whole chat just went berserk the moment that it was announced. They were like, <laughs> you know, oh, I can't, I can't, you know, like I'll try to keep it clean and not <laughs> launch full wholesale into what everyone was saying, but it was pretty, pretty animated. But of, of, of the offering coming up, um, Season of the Arrival and Beyond Light, what's your sort of, what, what are you most proud of or what are you most excited yeah. for the community to get its hands on without like yeah. obviously the dungeon uh so we've been working on the dungeon uh for a while and like i mean you guys saw it in the trailer it's got that kind of cool like synth wave like oh my gosh what's that that artist it turns I, I was losing my yeah. mind with the synth wave it's like retro synth wave <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I'm really excited about that. Um, the team has been working on it and just doing an amazing job. I finally finished playing it last Friday. Um, and I think you guys are just going to have a real fun time playing it. It's just going to blow your minds. It's like, called the, um, it's like it's it set in the 90s transfer clip. <laughs> Sorry, what? Sorry, Anna. I just say it's the pit of bangers, isn't it? Yeah, basically. <laughs> the Sorry, of it's got, it's, so got some, uh, it's got some Tron vibes in it. I just imagine that scene with the the sparrow racing through the upside downy world. That was really cool. It's like Stranger mm -hmm. Stranger Things mixed with with Tron. Yeah, I I feel like that's an apt perspective to take. It's definitely like I don't know. It's definitely super trippy. Um, I think Brendan Thorne was talking about like something like Pink Floyd meets Carpenter Brute or something like that. Like, it's basically Matt's wheelhouse. He's very excited. <laughs> <laughs> we were all riveted um, last night it, when it came up and we were watching the trailer, and we're like, "Oh, this is just basically you distilled into a <laughs> Destiny event." <laughs> <laughs> um, can you tell? Can you talk us through? If you can, and just say no if you can't. But some sure. some of the the process with with how, how do you start making a dungeon? Like for those who have no idea where you would start with that, like could you give us some insight into how you theme it, how you get people this team working on this? Like you know, yeah. Everything. Um. So the Raven Dungeons team all kind of works on the same principles. Like we we've been refining those over the last couple of years that I've been their producer. Um, and we really start with uh, like basically three hours of brainstorming. Um, we get everybody into a massive room and we're just like, what the shit would we like to learn to work on? And it's like, <laughs> just throw it all up on the board. Um, and it's just like, uh, oh yeah, totally. Big whiteboards, computers, like screens, like all kinds of, we just like pull up mood board pictures and things like that. So it's just like, here are a bunch of ideas and like VFX artists and world artists and designers and, like all kinds of tech designers, me, I'm just a producer, but like, you know, like 
we all have ideas. It's one of the best things about working at Bungie really is that like we're super collaborative. Um, and like everybody's opinion really means a lot. And so like, so we have like the first hour of just like, what are we, what are we excited about? And then, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, after that, the feature lead uh, who is like owning that particular feature, whether it's a dungeon or a raid, they'll kind of like put all those ideas on a piece of paper and like figure out like general themes from those. And then they'll like come back to the group and be like, hey, if we're gonna do like, let's say it's summer camp, or let's say it's like, I don't know, synesthesia or whatever, like just like coming up with all these ideas and like uh, like more of them just like focus on these particular ideas and themes. Um, and then after that, we kind of have another hour to refine the whole process after which we kind of have like proposals that we can bring to our leadership groups and be like, hey, these are the ideas that we're excited about working on. Um, they'll approve one of them and then we just kind of go. There's a lot of, uh, like refining during the process of actually developing, right? Because it's just like, hey, we thought this idea would be great, but you know what would be even better is if we did this. Um, and the team has been doing it for so long that they're really, they're really incredible about just like tightening uh, their design processes and ideas into something that's just fantastic. That's awesome. So uh, who, who brought to the idea of the summer camp dungeon? <laughs> I don't know. I just brought that off the top of my head. I was just like, that's a thing. <laughs> Dungeon would be hilarious, though. Yeah, not quite, not quite as cool as Synthwave, but it, I can see it having some merit. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> awesome. So you have everyone in a big room, do a big brainstorm, then it gets, then it gets refined. So that that was obviously a big part of your role, the dungeons. You mentioned something else with huh? did you mention something else apart that apart from the dungeons that you help coordinate uh so i work on on the raids team uh which is so basically raids and dungeons are a team amongst themselves uh or an area as we like to call it um yeah. so we're like trade designers we trade artists like we we're all kind of working collaboratively together um so people who work on raids will also work on dungeons and vice versa yeah uh, I look. You have to excuse me because my brain's failing because I've only had a couple. That's hours so sleep. I think you've already said. Did you say the dungeon is the most thing you're excited for people to see? Or yes. Is there something else? Yeah. Dungeon. Yeah, right. No, it's a dungeon. I'm really excited for the dungeon. Hey, um, do, when when stuff gets released, do you all sit around and watch watch it live? Like, do you? Oh yeah, you, So, um, <laughs> how long you reckon we'll get? It's gonna take. Do you, if you have a guess, random guess, how long is the first completion going to take? Well, so so it's launching at uh, 5 p.m. our time. And I have, like, a meeting set up, which is just, like, everybody get into a room and, like, you know, life-size with each other and figure out what we're doing. Um, I have only booked it for an hour and a half. Uh, I think it'll probably... I think somebody will finish it by then. Um, but it's the end of our work day, so like we'll probably just hang out until we see somebody finish it. We've done this before. I uh, I first joined the Raids and Dungeons team uh, when we were making Last Wish, uh, and so we had we had our launch party, uh, and I was in there for 19 hours. And it was so fun. <laughs> Can you give us an insight to what that looks like? Is there banter? Like when that? What was the? What was that bit that everyone got stuck on? The key, the key one. The the, the lock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
was it like who made this like idea was this good one dave i mean we all know yeah we all know like (laughs) no it's more like we're just we're just so excited for everybody who got a little bit further i think every time like somebody just like something else clicked and we're like yes yes and then we do like we check a lot of um so we we usually have six like when we're doing these things we usually have six different twitch streams up uh, and so we're kind of like watching all these different people and like other people are just like looking on like Twitter and stuff like that and seeing like who's come up with some new strategy or whatever. And we're like, oh, we should go look at that one now. And so we're just like switching them in and out and just being like, it's really exciting, you know, to see people engaging with your work and and being super excited themselves and bashing their heads on puzzles <laughs> that you hope were hard. <laughs> like, Can I ask, so when you... Um like set up and stuff like that for raids and watch parties. Do you guys now expect that they could go forever and start bringing your sleeping bags with you and blankets and snacks? I mean, and fortunately there hasn't been one as long since then. Uh, but next time, if there is one that starts stretching into like the 12 hour long plus thing, I think I'm definitely like, I was uh, I was remiss. I did not order breakfast for people. I probably should have. Uh, <laughs> we were getting kind of angry by the end of that. We were just like, mm. <laughs> I, I always, we've always had this discussion and, and maybe you can answer, maybe you can't. What, what for you as someone who helps coordinate raid and dungeons, for the first time of a raid completion, what's your like sweet spot that you're you're probably aiming for for time to complete? Is it you know three hours, five hours? I don't know if that's an easy or hard question, but do you have like an ideal time frame you would you would hope like new guardians to get through a raid or a dungeon? I don't think we. I mean, my colleagues can correct me on this, obviously, but I I don't think we consider it in that way of like how long it will take you on your first run. It's more about like how long it will take you when you've become like familiar with the strategies, familiar with your team and your and how you collaborate with one another. Um, and that's I think, right. I think like something like an hour and a half is our kind of goal there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. For like. Like if you if you've got it kind of down, you're like we know how to handle this. Um, that's like the the ideal activity length. Well, Garden yeah, Salvation took me over 24 hours. <laughs> we didn't complete it, unfortunately. <laughs> so that was that 3 a.m. till 3 a.m. finish, and it probably didn't sleep till six in the morning after 24 oh. hours. So that was intense. That's all it was part good, of though. it. I, I enjoyed I, it. I just yeah. Well, go, go, sorry, go I've just asked like all the questions to go anima. <laughs> um, I was just gonna ask like I've noticed like with some activities like the sundial that it seems like like my big thing is about new game new player stuff and it seems like some mechanics have been put into those kind of activities is that to train players so that when they do actually get into a raid once they you know get over their nerves is that like put in there to allow them to understand mechanics so when they do drop into them they are kind of at least have something to go with and they share some knowledge with the uh, the actual veteran players? Um, I think it's actually more of just like, like I mentioned earlier, Bungie's highly collaborative. So like the raids team will be working on some new mechanic over here. And like the Sundial team will be like, oh, hey, that's really cool. Can we use that too? And we're like, sure. Um, so there's, there's kind <laughs> of a lot of like, yeah, it's just like, hey, like, and it turns out that if you've played Sundial, maybe you can do this thing. Like, that's great. Like it's, it's uh, a fortunate, 
thing that happens, but not necessarily the intention, I guess, is yeah. what I would say. Um, I would like to say three words and you just react to it, okay? Okay. <laughs> Deep Stone Crypt. Go. Mm -hmm. Can you give us anything, please? No. You <laughs> <laughs> tried. Was trying. They that usually well behaved, the boys, but. Best choice. <laughs> I, think we, I think we all know where we're going on uh, summer camp, though. Deep Stone Crypt. It doesn't sound very appealing, but that's. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's warm enough on the inside. It looks, it sounds pretty, pretty horrible and bleak from the outside. <laughs> um, it does. Well, how though... have you read your lore? Don't you know it's just a concept or whatever? Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor. Um, it's a metaphor. So it definitely seems like story-wise, a lot of loose ends are going to be tied up. Similar, I think, similar to forsaken would you agree there's probably been more effort to try bring these narrative arcs to a confluence I, I think that's a, that's an okay word um i i don't work on the narrative team anymore so i don't have as much information about like what we're doing there uh but i think like destiny is really cool i think the reason that people like destiny's lore so much is that we have so many odds and ends kind of like scattered around the universe like it's not just a single like well uh i'm the hero and i i am the center of the entire story and this is all about me it's like no there's also like marasov's doing her thing and the hidden are doing their thing and the, what's the stranger been doing all this time and so like we have this like plethora of of uh information and and uh little leads that we can pull on to to create new and interesting stories um, Did you hear that chat? Lara Tom's returning. <laughs> <laughs> is is that something that like at what point does that become considered when you're designing something like a dungeon? Do you go, okay, well here's the idea that we had, we fit it to the story, or is it sort of like, well here's something that we'd love to explore that's already existing in the story, and how do we we realize that in game, or is it a chicken in the egg thing like where it's neither? It's it's. It's kind of uh, it's it's more like a confluence of of both, if I might say. Like, cause so Jonto, who was the writer, uh, he wrote Drifter. He's written Shacks. Um, yep. He wrote this, and he was in our brainstorming meetings. He was collaborating the whole time. Uh, so, like, when we're coming up with these ideas of like these are these are like design goals we'd like to hit or whatever, he's also like, and these are narrative goals I'd like to hit. And we're like, okay, here's how we can fit that all together and dovetail it very nicely um yeah and they're always thinking like our our narrative folk are pretty well versed in our world uh and they always have like ah oh, yes i'd love to tell this story sometime and they keep these things in their back pocket uh and so yeah i don't know Jonathan's just full of ideas i love that guy i know we're going to be running out of time soon because you've got another oh, meeting yeah. to go to mm -hmm. do you have any questions for us or any sort of final thoughts you want to want to leave us with anything you want to get out there um what is a question for you i would like <laughs> what are you guys most excited about about uh actually about beyond light i want to hear that so that's a full expansion right yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> matt's just trying to keep his, <laughs> keep his brain on straight <laughs> he's just like what <laughs> i've got to one be honest, word i'll be one word Stasis. Uh -huh. 
because we've talked about this so heavily through the history of this podcast and as a community as a whole. I just want to see how um, the wielding of something the born of darkness compares to you know the current supers and, and abilities and all that. I reckon that's what I'm most interested about. It's a new toy, more or less. But yeah. not, not even just stasis, like the ability to, it's not, the, the, the subclass tree is going to be yeah. more flexible. Yep. Yeah. Big, 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 big. Yeah. Animana, what, what, what are you looking forward to? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, legacy content, Cosmodrome and like running Sephix Prime again is going to be sick. Oh, mm-hmm. and, the, and Vault. Oh, man. Oh, can I change my answer? Oh, Vault's a guy. <laughs> 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 It's just so much. That's what we were saying before before we went live with the cast. Like, what was the what? What did you take out of it? It's almost like too much to even. I guess that's why we're doing a podcast yeah. episode about it now to be able to <laughs> try and. I'm just excited to get that. into the new season. That's what I'm excited to. Yeah. <laughs> new content, new things to do. Especially as a content creator, we were really stretching it out towards the end there. Yeah. Just hoping that this season's going to be good, and it's nice to scroll slightly through Twitter and not leak any spoilers and just see everyone being happy. Because that's, that's what great. we need, you know, and have the hopefully the player population come back a little bit more, which is what we need to fix a lot of things, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what would be great? Not knowing what? anything about this season. Yeah. Not knowing anything. I I couldn't write yes. notes yeah, fast yeah. enough. If you go watch my stream, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Exo Stranger, Drifter, The Nine, uh, Europa, Deep Stone Crypt, Eremis, Mithrax, Wield in the Darkness. <laughs> Slow down. The Witch Queen. <laughs> 60 frames per second. 4K console. Intergenerational crossplay. Destiny content vault. There you go. I have a final question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. yeah. Uh, and Felicia did put it in chat. She would like to know when are you coming to Australia with Victoria? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I haven't. I mean, I'm not talking about that. I've got family out there, so maybe so. There you go. We um, every year we do a massive get together for PAX Australia, which is down in Mm -hmm. Melbourne for us. It's usually October. I don't know with everything happening if it's going to happen this year, but I know we'd all love to see you come and maybe have a few drinks with you. That sounds fun. I'll look into it. Anyway, I gotta run. All right. right. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for your time. Bye. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye. Okay.
This is what I brought you here to see. was the the epic trailer that they opened last night's reveal to uh the the exo stranger is back maddie uh <laughs> how you doing buddy um uh I, I, my favorite part was i've got three words for you deep staying crypt and then the answer was no <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that was a lot of fun catherine what a what a what a good sport and what a champion to jump in for uh for a little while and and talk and sort of weather the storm of excitement that is the four of us at the moment but uh, holy crap I, I feel sorry for anyone who came here expecting to get a debrief first unfortunately it was just the way that things worked out we couldn't yeah we couldn't give you a rundown of the they're, they're obviously extremely busy on release day so we had to do the interview with catherine first uh but we're going to do a debrief now right basically of, yeah we're going to run through a lot we're going to run through the absolute yeah. lot. So if you've uh, if you're just jumping on, uh, you know, like these things, they're always in the middle of the night for us Aussies. So we thought we'll team up with, you know, it was Fez's idea. So you know, round of applause <laughs> for Fez and uh, and Cozzy for for making this happen. So we're all here to uh, to do a bit of a debrief at a time a little bit more comfortable for uh, those in the southern hemisphere, um, or at least in our part of it. Um, so let's let's just dive into it, guys. Straight off the bat, we saw. Um, we saw the trailer that we just ran. The the Exo Stranger, the Drifter, and Eris Morn all being called to Europa, standing out the front of a gigantic Doritos ship in the snow. <laughs> Maddie, <laughs> Maddie, what did what did what did you make of that? What did you get out of it? Uh, the first thing I fucking said is, "Oh my God, they're the three. They're the the original um, invitation of the nine cutscene with the drifter that says there are three that have transcended their design which meaning they're wielding powers of the darkness was the drifter the hour the the uh the hourglass and the forgotten blade which i'm assuming now is eris you see the three heroes people that uh don't really use light in the usual way exploring europa and i'm like god damn oh an- and god i was gonna say is there a name for them like the dark vanguard or something Oh, they should have a name. Yeah, Every good group has a name. The Revengers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make that up at all. That's true. Um, yeah. no, you, Sorry, you stole it from me. Um, we saw, we saw not, I was so excited to see the Exo Stranger, but um, Dr. Lupo had an uh, interview with Luke Smith, not a ghost. Yeah, the fish ghost is not ghost. even a ghost. And we might be able to get Isn't one it? eventually. And you might be able to get one eventually. Not this year. Yeah. What do you think that is? It's a fish ghost. Is it dark? Is it dark based? Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be darkness. Destiny pets. Unless <laughs> that's what's going on. Unless in chat. unless they're going to transform the series into like Prince of Persia, and it's like a time manipulation mechanic. <laughs> I just finally get pets. Yep. Yep. Destiny. Oh pets. my god, that little thing. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of good name. Koi fish. It looked like a koi fish. It looked like mind. a fish. Yeah. 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 It was definitely a fish. Um, the fish. Space fish. Okay. All right. So, so and anything else? Uh, they said the birthplace of the Exo. Uh, yeah. Well, that's and deep we creep. saw. We've done that for a while, right? Yeah. Like, and, and then we saw Eris. We saw Eris using some um, stasis powers in the ice, um, and 
and we also saw No Time to Explain, the uh, Stranger's Rifle, which that was gifted to us a long time ago, but she's got it again. wonder if they go over that. Timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly, Matt. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's always going to be her gun. You can't have the Exo Stranger without the Stranger's Rifle, right? Because then it's, I mean, who even is it? No one would have even recognized it. That, I think that was one of the, yeah. the most epic moments of last night you know, an epic moment on top of epic moments was just realizing that that's who it was, the silhouette in front of the fire. Amazing. Do you think... Aramis? Um, do you think this is Go the most ahead. anticipated thing, like lore beat with the Deep Zone Crypt? I think nearly all of it is. The whole Dark Guardians concept, um, Aramis, is probably not as anticipated, but er Mithrax and Aramis is much loved. I think that's a fantastic storyline to explore. Deepstone Crypt has been, yeah, it's it's probably the most. So explain uh, the Deepstone Crypt because I am my head's okay. everywhere at the moment. Good, good, good. Yeah. Right, Deepstone Crypt was originally in D one. There was like, um, I think it was a Titan mark, and the the flavor text was uh, the place that seeded the first Exo consciousness, and then I've slowly added to that, essentially being a location where humans were transferred or their minds are transferred into an exo or has, it's it's about the origin story of the exos so okay we're gonna hopefully get an understanding into how clovis bray um clovis bray has always been the big corporation that's been a bit dodgy uh and there's throughout sort of cade's history there's been things you know they wipe their minds they use they're creating a a machine army to do their bidding all this co they that had coerced people into becoming exos like k was in debt had he sold his debt to become an exo so there's a whole bunch of sort of like evil corporation backstory linked up with the um deep stone crypt but it all started with meant to be the the the, the focal point of the creation of the exos so pretty big deal <laughs> so, so do you take that we're going in there, like we're, we're going into a raid in there will, would kind of mean that it either for some reason is defending itself or that one of our numerous enemies from around the galaxy has taken over that facility and we're trying to get it back? If, if you had to have a guess, or, which, what do you, which do you reckon? Or do we re resurrect Cade? Oh, no. no. Just oh, kick God. him from the call, please. <laughs> <laughs> This round table's about to become a triangle with that attitude. <laughs> um, um, I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, hope that, I hope that we don't because I think that like this, there was a sense of gravity that came to Destiny when when Cade mm -hmm. was sort of, you know, like that was like when, when Destiny 2 stopped being Guardians of the Galaxy and started being its own thing again. And I think that it's important. I'd like to see him come back, but I think that if he's going to come back, it's got to be very, very late in the piece. And he get and he needs a pretty big hero moment out the back of it. Um, so Aramis and Mithrax, what's what's the deal there, Maddie? We'll just quickly jump in and, and tie off on the law speculation, and then we'll we'll get into everything else. Yeah, yeah, right. Because this is all, all sort of cutscene still, right? So um, yep. Aramis gets introduced. Uh, the Fallen have a pretty solid, consistent narrative arc, which is basically trying to release themselves from the ether which is their life force while simultaneously trying to reclaim the traveler more recently they're not 
as concerned with getting back the traveler, the more concerned with just rising up again. Um, there is a great Aramis and Mithrax basically created the house of light and had, had and had um, aligned himself with guardians. He's, in, he's been seen in the guardian fire team. And then he was featured in the uh, exotic quest for what's the Siva pew pew gun. Come on brain. Outbreak. Uh, Outbreak. What? Outbreak. Outbreak. So the the uh, zero hour mission right had Aramis in it. Well, the the backstory to zero hour was Aramis was trying to steal Siva so they could remodify the fallen so that they could free themselves from ether and sort of rise up again. Um, uh, Mithrax stopped that. We stopped that happening with Mithrax's help in the Outbreak Prime mission. And that was where it was left. I think Aramis yeeted out of there. So this is her returning. Uh, Aramis, the ship stealer, I think. Aramis is uh, returning. And from memory, uh, I spotted in the cutscene, she had ice on her back. So I'm going to assume that she has somehow worked out how to claim powers of the darkness. And Aramis's storyline is going to be about the fallen wielding the darkness to try uh, rise up. So, get ready. I mean, sort of my from looking at this from a historical bungee destiny sort of story point of view, do you think we're going to see Aramis be the focal point of sort of the campaign that comes along with this this new DLC, and then the Deepstone Crypt is you know something else entirely, as we've sort of seen know. with you know Red War and then Leviathan and. So, so maybe maybe how they're doing because I know that the seasons are sort of leading into each other. Yeah. Aramis, because we're not going to get stasis right until the fall. But oh, wait, Aramis is in the fall too. Yep, we're not touching on the right. right yet. Okay, we'll do that last. We'll do the the most current stuff last, and then right. you can go out and play it if you're watching this. Right? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't I think, know why So this now. season surely, this season's surely going to start leading into using dark powers, and then I don't know. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I was just speculating as to whether or not we're going to see uh, Aramis be the focal point of the campaign or the raid or both. Or I don't know. It, it's, it seems like it, right? It seems like she's going to be. But you've also got the pyramid ships. So, ish. I mean, typically what Bungie does is they give you the overarching enemy and then they give they give you someone who wields it. So, like, Rise of Iron, yeah. Siva, overarching enemy. Um was Spider Leg Boy? What's Spider Leg Boy in the fucking Wrath of the Machine? Oh God, man! Axis, yes, Axis, got it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> got they'll, it. they'll they'll, they'll got, got him. You know, they'll give you that overarching threat. Yep. Uh, Almighty, and then they'll put in um someone who's being a douchebag. So it, ab- it absolutely uh, seems to be the way they're going with with the darkness stuff too, because it's sort of like the the darkness is a power, and it's being used by other you know our enemies more or less. You know more so the hive than anything else. But I think that what we're going to see with the fallen sort of moving in to try and take over that power with Aramis will be much the same sort of thing as the way the darkness because have operated. Here's the question. If we wield the darkness, like, does that mean we have to get rid of the pyramid ships or not? That's like, are they question. friendly? Are they are they friendly boys? Are they are friendly gonna, boys after we will? We're gonna we're gonna look up in the tower, and there's gonna be a golf ball and a triangle just next to each other, just oh yeah, floating around, happy front, happy friends. 
Who knows? We get the square in Lightfall. <laughs> <laughs> the Borg come in. The Borg. Did you did you see the uh, imagery that had the triangle inside the circle for Lightfall? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the scope of what we're looking at now. I mean, there was what was the darkness which, and light. What was the what was the middle one called? The one that clearly implies Savathun, which is whatever. Uh, it witch is queen. the witch, the witch queen, the witch queen. Brilliant. Yeah. So 2021. So let's, let's just run through that. If anyone's got more detailed notes on it than I have, I know you do, Matt, you, uh, you wrote them all down. So they are, we're, we're going beyond light with this expansion. Uh, the witch queen <laughs> is 2021 and 2022 is lightfall. So probably the takeaway out of this and the takeaway out of, out of, uh, Dr. Lupo's conversation with uh, Luke Smith was that there is no Destiny Three, at least not no now. Destiny Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are we're in D two for for the foreseeable future, which I think for a lot of us is um, you know I, I think it's I think it's positive news. I think especially when you you couple it with the way that they're talking about rotating content through the game, retiring stuff that's not particularly used, bringing back stuff from D one like the Cosmodrome um and like apparently next year we, we're going to get vault too so the the content vault i think is a is a super positive thing um was surprised i jumped on and, and had a quick look at at the content that's actually going away um when they when they release that and it's pretty considerable there's whole planets the leviathan like a lot of stuff so yep. it begs the question if they're going to take that much out what are they putting back in and and from my well they said of, right new yeah. planets yeah new, new destinations planets every expansion yeah question yeah sank as well i thought of was if they're removing planets and they're going to rotate stuff in that gives them the chance to refresh some of those planets and eventually put them back in like i think io and titan are the first ones to go yeah uh so we might see those in the future with extra you know a bit fleshed out yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's so i think this, it's a, a pretty whole, pretty crazy idea in that respect it's, this, it's unreal. This content vault is interesting. So they take stuff out, but you can still play it. No, it's it's like, like it's it's in its own little shelf for a while. Mm-hmm. It's ha- so there. how does how does Vogue come back in? So they said they got a shelf. They're shelving stuff, but he also Luke Smith also said that it also I think, brings stuff back. The vault. I don't think, I don't think the, the vault in and, in and of itself is like a, a actual thing we have access to. It's more a concept. Oh, of like, a concept okay, so here's, here's the stuff that isn't particularly pertinent to where Destiny is right now. Right. We put it in a box and we put it in the cupboard for a bit that we're going to call the Destiny <laughs> content cupboard vault. And then oh, out of yeah. that cupboard, we go, okay, look, we understand that we've sort of taken some stuff out of the game. We're not going to be, you know, instantly giving that amount of content back because, you know, obviously things are tied to like um, September releases and whatnot. So we go, okay, well, for six months, for a year, whatever, okay, here's the Cosmodrome back because, you know, it's something new to do. It's something fresh to revisit. And, you know, halfway through that period of time, you get Volta Glass comes back as well. I think it's it'll go a long way to keeping a lot of this stuff fresh because it, they do raise a valid point in that there's a lot of Destiny content that has been sitting there in the game, not particularly you know, well used and just sort of gathering dust for for a long period of time and to keep the game manageable. Absolutely. I, I, I support it. And I say, you know, like you always see people talk a bit of shit about it, but I am um I'm a hundred percent for getting to revisit some of the nostalgic locations as well. I think it's it'll be incredible. I can't wait. 
I can't. Did they wait. say anything more with the new consoles and having? Because I've always been keen for like Destiny the game and like making Destiny yeah. Two Destiny the game. Yeah. Um, which kind of sounds like we're moving towards that. Did they mention anything about like the consoles and potentially if they allow for it? Less has to be removed and more gets to come in, if that makes sense. 60 frames per second, 4K yeah. on new consoles. I think Poggers. I think they're still limited by the size that they can have on things like the PlayStation 4 because mm. they did say that they're supporting that going forward. So yeah. um, that's what that's what they'll that's the whole point of the vault, basically. They're like the they're like the game's getting too big at 150 gig. So that's sort of the point of the vault is to mm. retire stuff. So they can bring new stuff in. Yeah. And like, I mean, I guess, I guess the interesting thing while we're talking about consoles, because we historically don't give them a much, much of a run. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, the way that Destiny will work going forward is that if you own it on a platform, you own it on the, the preceding platform, right? Like, so, or whatever the word for it is. So if you own it on PS4, you buy all of this content, you can then just jump straight in and play it on your PS5. You can, and there is intergenerational crossplay, which Mylon alluded to being uh, something that he'd normally find on a website that he pervades. But um, we'll, we'll move. <laughs> on. I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try and keep it clean. Um, Bit of an inside joke there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had to be around pretty uh, late last night for that one. Um, but so yeah, basically, old Xbox, new Xbox X. Um, All Xbox, Xbox son with, play together. with stepmother, you know? <laughs> we'll eventually see that stuff like, say we get to Lightfall, um, do you think we'll end up seeing those older consoles grandfathered and maybe that will allow them to then start adding more content back in? I hope so. I know that That's sounds, what I was I know that sounds hoping. harsh, but we did, we did go through that with Destiny 1 in that it got to a point where the 360 was just like, sorry, buddy. Yeah, you're just out the back now, mate. You know, you, you <laughs> no longer serve a purpose. And yeah, the way cool. that technology, you know, admittedly, it's probably slowed down a little bit over the last five years in Destiny 2's lifespan. But I think that we'll absolutely get to a point where um, where those older consoles really, really struggle to keep up. And mm-hmm. at that, that point, I hope it's something they consider. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like they're planning uh, pretty heavily to be able to support it across the board. And, you know, like... With the content vault concept and all of that, provided that they add enough uh, to keep the game fresh, I think I think that it's it's a positive move. Whether you know, like you, we have the space limitation on the older generation consoles or not, I think it's it just provides focus for the game, and and that's yep. sorely needed. Um, so what else did we get out of out of this? Uh, this is um, now this this is this is the probably time. the. The biggest beat, the biggest beat out of out of it all, was brought up on Lupo's stream with Luke Smith, was that sometime next year, next calendar year, they are looking to have crossplay entirely. So PC, I know PS4, Xbox, all uh, like one of Mylan's videos from the internet, just smashing together, just no barriers, no breaks. I think that uh, I mean it's kind of been lost over a little bit. Co- how are we going to make fun of console players when they start smacking me in Crucible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when is, when is that revenge. coming? So next year. That he, yeah. he didn't give a specific time, but he's like that. He he said that that it's absolutely being worked on, and they are. You know, he was oh, prepared did he say to say next year, or did he say that they're working on it? No, he said next year. He said he said next year, mate. 
I was sitting you ne- I was sitting next to you in class and I looked over and you were sitting like this taking no fucking notes and I was sitting there cramming for exams right I know what kind of <laughs> <laughs> you little notes. shit no it it does I um, it does sound no, like something that would drop with like a uh, expansion update like it's a big thing yeah I think so too September next so year maybe yeah um, and it may, that may well be where it is you know that's the better part of what 15 months away so um it's definitely not in the in the short term future but encouraging to know that um that it's it's being worked on going forward because it will help alleviate a lot of the the sort of player population problems and things that we have seen so um definitely a positive there and the yeah. intergenerational console stuff is a pretty good stopgap for those guys in in the yeah. intermediary time so and, unreal and- if you buy um by which seasons do you buy it, it carries over right to playstation 5 yep. and the new xbox yep. yep so you don't have to repurchase it if you go new next gen with whatever you buy for the future i assume from now well, I don't know. yeah i mean How i think they... like for the most part destiny is almost a subscription model at this point so it's um yeah you know, it's just buying it for true. the one platform so whether where you are is is totally how you can go about it um uh, other things from Lupo stream, because um, Lupo had an interview with with uh, Luke Smith. I didn't really quite say that, but um, went for an hour or so or half an hour. Uh, the, some of my notes here, refresh trials every year, uh, times to raid activities uh, next year. There's one release that has no, uh, I guess, pinnacle PVE content as yet. Uh, no Destiny 3, as we said before, it's going to remain Destiny 2 for the moment. Uh, that's a big no on dedicated servers. And on the question of beards, they are redoing some face customization. That's all my notes from. Oh, did you see Anna? Screen. Did you see his face go? Because <laughs> 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 they mentioned like a few months ago something about updating the system for more customization, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I it'd be nice if we saw that bundled with with the transmog stuff coming up. I think we can have the season of the prettiness. Come, come around and we can all make ourselves look and feel how we want to look and feel in game. Unreal. I wonder if we're going to have a little like wardrobe style thing that we can visit to continuously change our character. Or... I reckon they like need to Guardian just do quarters. something. You know, the, you know the speaker's quarters where you go around, you go across the bridge in the tower in there. There's, it's sort of like a nice room. I just set it up in there because it's a space that we've never even yeah. been able to Transmog? get in. Transmog station where we can like yeah. change everything. That'd be cool. I, love- I, I used to love those, um, it's called them iPads in Destiny 1 that would sit in the tower that you could go up yep. to with for the shaders and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I just love them. I thought they were so cool. Yeah, right. like that again. Yeah, just like a little, just like a little uh, changing booth, but it's just like, just, you just scans you and you just, you know, you can flip, flip through your outfits. That'd be cool. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Let's go. Um, other thing we haven't really spoke, or we spoke about it heaps with uh, Catherine, but um, World in the Darkness. Have oh, named wow. it stasis the main thing to take from it is it it, it looks aesthetically it looks like ice pokemon mm. <laughs> icy boys yeah icy, icy boys. i saw icy i saw frozen yes. fallen i saw um little icicles following you <laughs> following eris <laughs> yeah what was that about was that the power was it because i was i think so i'm like she's being pursued by icicles <laughs> Like, I know. <laughs> you know what was cool through that cutscene? The music. The music really through was. that was so good. And I don't know. It, it was just different. It had that, like, 
don't know. Do you know it's what's even quirky. better? You're going to be able to use that music without DMCA fucking worries. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, yeah. And the other, the other big bombshell that they dropped, and actually Dr. Lupo discusses too, is um, you will not be locked in. It's going to get revert back to... Well, they didn't say it was going to revert back to D1 style. They said you're going to have more flexibility. You're not going to have to like pick this tree, I guess, with the stasis subclass and get locked into using those specific perks. You're going to be able to mix and match your stasis perks. Um, Dr. Lupo asked if the rest of the subclasses will be upgraded uh, as well to, to suit that. And Luke Smith's answer was, remember how I said we were experimenting and testing? Not quite yet. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so stasis kind of, is going to be a test. Uh, kind of the pilot for it. Kind of like an ability you watch, People will style. fucking break everything with it. <laughs> people will yeah. break. And they'll be like, well, now you, this is why we can't have nice things, Destiny. <laughs> God damn. You cheeky God bastards. You've done it again. <laughs> I was always um kind of expecting like a almost Horde versus Alliance style World of Warcraft thing with the dark versus light. Yeah. but. It's interesting to see them adding it as like another, almost like another element. Oh yeah, mm. it's another element. So they confirmed that too. So it's going to be solar void arc stasis. It's going to be another element now. So I don't know if we're going to see another elemental shield. Hmm. Like a taken shield played, kind of thing. Have you guys played anything yet? I have. No. Yeah, I played the first couple of things. I couldn't. Okay, I won't. <laughs> I I played. Do you want us to? No, just this gonna... is fine. Okay, just the the exotic that you get in the season pass. Mm. Can I tell you about that? Yeah, right. Good. Look at look at side <laughs> and, and they're just like, mm -hmm, tell me yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so it it shoots like um, a taken. What's it called? What's the taken pools called? A, so when a, it not a blight. Yeah, a blight. Yeah, a blight. Yeah. Pool. Blight? yeah, yeah. When when you when it makes contact. It makes a blight pull that increases damage with anyone standing in it. Well, like you st and so kind of like a rift, but not a rift. No, no, for enemies. And so you unrift. shoot it at an enemy. It's an unrift. It's an opposite <laughs> rift. It's a stasis rift. I thought you were saying it was going to make the enemies do more damage. I was like, why would I want that? That's just <laughs> <laughs> this is bad game design. <laughs> it's almost like a. Uh, it's almost like I a. I want to make this more egg. difficult. <laughs> It would be people in the Destiny community that would use it, though. You know that, right? I love seeing quirky guns like that. I'm not saying it's quirky, but seeing different... I love the word quirky, apparently, this morning. But seeing guns like that and then thinking about how they would play out in Crucible. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like, we know that. everyone had the gun where it was, like, a shield around. It's going to be a menace because it's, like... Pressure. Yeah. I, I haven't... I only, look, I've only had a couple of sleep and I, and I read it very quickly, but it looks like the blight spreads from enemy to enemy too. Like if they're in a close enough proximity, I think if one, one person standing in it, it will spread to other people. So the blight spreads between enemies. So you can just do more damage. So it's going to be pretty nutty. Topical. It's, yeah. It's mm. going to be pretty crazy. You know what we the might reason do. why I bring it up is because it's like stasis. It's it's, I think this is the beginning of stasis, even though it's more taken powers. I don't know. It just reminded me of stasis. You know what I might do? I might run the trailer right now for Season of Arrival. We can talk about that. And then we'll wrap up. We'll play Maddie's Synthwave Extravaganza. We'll finish on that. Because basically, as we finish this, you won't have too long to wait before you can go and get into the dungeon yourself if you're playing the game. So we'll do that. Anyway, here we go. Arrival's gameplay trailer.
the Almighty has been reduced to smoldering ash. And with allies like Rasputin, who can stop us? From Titan to Mercury, their shadow reaches. Is their message a warning? A trick? We can't know until we hear their words for ourselves. You bring weapons. You will not need them. We offer only truth. The darkness reached out. But something interferes. The witch sister of the Taken King, Savathun. We are the final line that halts the second collapse. Yourself, Guardian, this battle is not over. All right, a bit of Eris Morn there for everyone. We're probably biased down under, but uh, absolutely favorite character of everyone here. No, yep, no arguments. Yep, good. No arguments there. No arguments. Because we love when, Mo when Moila comes and visits us. We love it. <laughs> we <laughs> love it. <laughs> it's, not the, it's not the character, it's the actor. Yeah, mm. no, the actor, 100%. That's what I put a tweet out and said, like, is this, you know, uh, Eris climbing up the snow? Is the dramatized reenactment of trying to wake up, make our way to Crown Casino through the freezing <laughs> cold? Yeah, it was pretty, pretty wild night. But, um, all right, so this season, season of arrivals. Uh, I mean, if you happen to bump into the the spoilers doing the rounds on Twitter yesterday, you know that sucks. But it's um, honestly, I've we've both Matt and I have, have stuck our toe in the water a little bit, and it starts off with a bit of a mission that is pretty full on. You're gonna want to uh, be prepared when you when you load it up if you haven't done so already, because there's a couple of cutscenes straight off the bat, and then straight into a mission, and it feels there is pace. There is a sense of urgency. There is pace. That. Yeah, it, it feels like. You a, know what upset me? What's that? You weren't recording it. All, yeah, all my fucking like sound settings were all turned down because I don't have it on. So I was like, <laughs> "What did I say? What?" Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you turned and into you can't my get pop. Any sound settings what? once you're fucking in a cutscene. So. Oh no. Rip. Oh. It honestly rip. felt oh, yeah. like the opening of um Shadowkeep. That's how big it felt. Yeah, yeah, it did. It felt really strong in in that respect. So it'll be interesting to see how much you know it, it blows out. Um, I, I definitely don't think we we have to keep the the concern that you know. I think last season is probably the lightest we're ever going to see in terms of a season, right? Like you know, there's a dungeon this time round. Uh, admittedly, not a heap for PvP players, but you know, the hopefully the refinement of trials comes along and and reinvigorates that playlist somewhat because there's still a heap of fucking good weapons and stuff to get out of that there's a lot of um you know the, the changes should be positive but just to run through what we get out of uh season of arrivals that is live right now there is the new dungeon it's called prophecy it is matt's synth wave extravaganza i'm not calling it anything other than that for the rest of it and from that it says face the mystery and unlock new dato foundry armor which looks fucking incredible 
It's yeah, the, uh, the dado. Um, it popped up at the end there. It'll actually it'll pop up at the end of the the um, trailer for it as well. It looks incredible. But you can also go in, and this is something that we've all been asking for for a long time. Get the reprised Trials of the Nine armor pieces. So, an asset that we haven't seen used for quite some time uh, since Trials of the Nine mm-hmm. went away. You can go in and you can get that gear because it is it is incredibly cool looking shit. Um, so throughout the season, um, messages of darkness will be found on Io. Journey to the Cradle on Io and uncover these hidden communications. Now the Cradle looks pretty pretty. It's um it's kind of like the most evil dead tree you could imagine, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, is that the cradle, the silver tree? Yeah, I mean that was the that's what I understand it to be. Um, right. There's the new a new public event type on IO called Contact. Um, more or less, the the premise is that um, I guess uh, the the pyramid ships are spewing out some kind of power into the area, and our enemies are running in to try and claim it for themselves. So we've got to go and do what we always do and kill them. That's it. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't done it yet, but that's basically the gist of everything that's ever happened in Destiny. So get I it. imagine it'll be killing it. I imagine they'll be killing it. We're not going to go in and give him fucking hugs, are we? I mean, that would be a plot twist. You know, don't don't go to the darkness. Just give me a hug for all. Um, there are a heap of new rewards um, and the new focused engrams, so we can go in and hone what we're going to get out of our um, out of our engrams. I think a very positive move so that it just reduces that level of random. Wait, how does this engramming stuff? I haven't work? I haven't done it for myself yet. So I'm not gonna do anyone the disservice of trying to explain something that I don't understand. I know <laughs> I do that on the podcast every week, but I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna let it go uh this time around. But that is the premise of them is basically that you can limit what you can get out of a out of a engram, out of a particular engram. So absolutely something that is that is uh warranted and pretty cool um so yeah and, so so you get an engram and and basically i, I believe there's a material involved because i remember when i logged in there was two materials that they mentioned in the engram yep. sort of sentence there's a new so currency it sounds like you'll, you'll probably use a currency to eliminate stuff you don't want so you can grind for a gear piece you do need yeah, that's they're called, my uneducated guess at the moment. They're called uh, Umbral Engrams. Umbral yeah. Engrams. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I've only done like the first one after doing the the public event. Yep. So I haven't actually delved into the system, but it apparently it brings back like previous season content or really? uh, like armor and stuff. So apparently, Dragoon, chat reckon you you literally, you're literally given four options, and then it tells you. The chance, uh, what has a chance to come out of them if you select one of the four? Mm. Right. Well, there we go. And there's a whole heap of new gear. So, um, amazing new weapons weight. Uh, and oh, the Wither Horde oh exotic grenade launcher that Matt was talking about before that shoots yeah, right. puddles of darkness at people, which just sounds beautiful, to be honest. Sounds great. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, that's that's where we're at. I think. Look, are we are we are we just at the point of we all just want to run off and play this shit, or because <laughs> I'm no. kind of starting to hype myself up? It's a little bit like that, isn't it's it? It's a yeah. little bit like um, that. Do, do you know what I'm looking forward to? Going to sleep. sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's the you. Person. You dead set. You get that. <laughs> you know how like when you you haven't had enough sleep and you turn into Charlie Day at the fucking whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you've got that kind of <laughs> you've kind of got that you did the action before when we were doing the interview and it was oh yeah, yeah. it was fucking appropriate <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out really, um, if she's ever willing to come back on so <laughs> i'm scared it's i oh, know yeah i'm probably scared um it's like collective oh danny's here sorry danny <laughs> we're in a podcast <laughs> but... <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Matt. What were you saying? There's this law on Ishtar Collective for this season. Eight hundred and twenty-six new entries. Eight hundred and twenty-six. What's the usual? Yeah, but that that includes yeah, yeah. See, okay, it's, it's on it. weapons it's only, and stuff. There's two two law books, uh, fifty-three law tabs or something like that, and the rest are item descriptions. Oh yeah, that yeah. should get you through a couple of months. Makes Cobber. sense. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what you know what my chat's gonna be like matt why are you playing the game can you read us the law <laughs> chat. all right look, oh, we're, look, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna, gonna wrap this go, up go <laughs> maddie's getting super cranky so what we're gonna do we're going to run uh matt's synthwave extravaganza the dungeon uh we're gonna run the trailer for that then we're gonna come out we're gonna raid into someone um probably someone that you know Maybe someone that probably should have been on this podcast but isn't. So. Oh, <laughs> oh no, yeah. no, no, we, no, we said Tamsin might be. Are you going up. live right now? I was going to. Yeah, right, well, that's what we off said. You go then, right? <laughs> All right. Top ten Check anime betrayals podcast edition. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in. If this is your first time seeing the podcast. It's 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 basically this every time. We just devolve into swearing at each other. It's great. So um, thank you to Cozzy and guys. Fez for um, putting this on. Thanks to Catherine for joining us yeah. from Bungie. That was incredible, uh, incredibly giving yeah. of her time. And uh, and thanks to you for hanging out. And thanks to you three for just being here thank and you. being awesome as always. All right. That's good. Thanks. Rock and roll, everyone. Let's synth wave this shit up. <laughs>